All right, let's talk time capsules because part of what our upcoming episode of Rhymes of the Orange covers is the time capsule that the university is going to bury um, and uncover in 50 years. They're going to uncover it in 2070. And uh, our guests today are Dean Alexia Riggs from Wiggins Memorial Library and Steve Bonneman, also from the library. And uh, they talk about that. They talk about the upcoming university room and the fundraising effort for that. And we talk about symposium. But uh, we spent a good part of this podcast talking time capsule. And it's fascinating. And so, Kate, I have my own time capsule story, if you'd like to hear it. Let's hear it, Billy. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Way to stick to the script. No. <laughs> I think I did my duty just now. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you want to hear it. It matters if they want to hear it. Oh, well, now there. I want to hear it because you've built it up so much. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, my cousin Cody and I, hey, Cody, if you're listening, uh, back in Texas, we were 12, 13, maybe, and um, we had seen some movie. I can't even remember the movie, but in the movie, the boys bury a time capsule. So he and I run to his house, and we grab a tin lunchbox. Nice. It's already a bad idea because you know this is, and we open it up and we put our favorite baseball cards in it. Oh, we we wrote we wrote letters to ourselves that uh, dear myself in I think we said ten years okay. or whatever, and uh, we put toys in it. We wrote down like little lists that you see on the internet now, like um, who are you dating? Where did you meet? Blah blah blah. Where do you who do you want to oh, be? Wow. And all what do you want to be when you grow up? We did all this. And uh, we put a lot of time into this. And so we, we went um, near this old tree. We lived way out in the country. We went to this old tree, this very recognizable tree, and we buried it. And, uh, um, yeah, we uh, a good really four or five years? feet. Yeah. Um, no, that's the oh, thing. Well, yeah. Is Ten years later, we said, you know, I still remember everything that's in this lunchbox. Uh-huh. So let's wait 15 years. And then 15, you know, we were in our mid-20s. We said, I still remember the <laughs> stuff that was in it. Let's just do it like when we're 30. And so let's fast forward to I'm 40 years old, and I am back home um, for like a holiday or something, and I'm a rare moment where it's just Cody and I, and we said, let's go uncover that thing. And so this wow. is like 30 years ago almost. Okay. And uh, we go out and... The old recognizable tree has been torn down. <laughs> oh, no. And we have a rough idea of where this thing is, but we don't know for sure. Because we also put a giant rock on there. And the rock yeah, was not there was anymore good. either. And so we we went and uh, we we dug maybe 40 holes. And we never found <laughs> our time like capsule. the classic young adult literature. It's journal. still there. Yeah, it's still there. Wow. So that's a very sad story in preface of this very happy story we're about to tell. I don't about... think it's necessarily... Maybe some... Uh, what do you call that? A, a tree... I don't know. Where are you going here? Who cuts down trees? What's the title of that? Lumberjack? Chat? Well, I wasn't going for that. But anyway... <laughs> Tree Some cutter. person found that and thought, oh, how sweet. Yeah, I found a couple of worthless baseball cards. That, and it was a tin lunchbox. Like, so there's no way it held. There's yeah. no way through seismic activity and well, flooding. Maybe that's and why you never found it. It could be. It could be long gone. But, but yeah, it's so the whole time we're sitting here talking to, uh, to uh, Steve and Alexia, I'm sitting here thinking, uh, I wonder... What happened to my to my own time <laughs> capsule? And I really like I 
we're 30 years now. I've forgotten what I wrote. Like, I still remember some of the baseball cards and and stuff like that. But, yeah, I would love to go back and see what I wrote Mm -hmm. to myself. Um, Like, what I want to be when I grow up and all that kind of fun stuff. Why don't you make one now and put it in another Tim Lunchbox? (laughs) Okay. You can bury it under the podcast studio. Okay. And come back when they've torn Brian Hall to the ground. (laughs) We're going to take our first 64 episodes and we're going to um, zip them. And we're going to put it on a tiny thumb drive. And we're going to bury that thumb drive deep underground here in a unmarked location. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah. There's no end to this. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's my fun time capsule story. And uh, I found this to be the perfect time to share it. I've been yeah, waiting been to share this story this for, for 62 episodes. So anyway, enjoy, uh, <laughs> enjoy our talk with... Uh, um, Dean Alexia Riggs and Steve Bonneman from Wiggins Memorial Library uh, and stick around till the very end if you want to give to their fundraising effort for this university room we have all that information at the end of this podcast and uh, we'll see you then with us today we have Alexia Riggs Dean of the Wiggins Memorial Library and Steve Bonneman reference and electronic resources librarian also at Wiggins Memorial Library And today we're going to talk about preserving Campbell history, and more specifically, the current effort by the library to raise $12,000 to renovate the university room on the second floor to serve as a small museum exhibit celebrating the school's 133 years. Uh, It's a very interesting project, and I understand um, there's also an old clock involved, but we'll ask about that later. So welcome to Rhymes with Orange, uh, Dean Riggs and Mr. Bonneman. Uh, First, let's start and talk about this room. Where did the idea come from and why this particular room? Because I I know what room this is. I I used to go in there all the time, and so I I love this room. Yeah, um, university room is room 222 on the second floor. Um, It currently has a couple of display cases in there displaying things from uh, Brad Creed's inauguration, I believe. Um, It's a study room that's accessible to students. It's also, you know, sometimes used for other kinds of meetings and things like that. Um, It presents itself as a good opportunity to do an archival display space, which we don't currently really have anything designated Mm -hmm. for. So it's exciting to, you know, think about refurbishing that space to be somewhere where it would still be a study room. It would still be a room for meetings, but it would be somewhere where people can live with history. And we were really looking at what can we do to make history come alive for our current students as well as our future students here at Campbell. Um, The second floor of the library is a space that's toured by uh, prospective students and, and they see those study spaces and we want them to see a piece of Campbell history and see what, what we're so excited about. And what makes us special? So if if it is the room, and I watched the video about this, so um, we're we're you were just talking when we were off air here about the size of the storm. This room isn't a huge room, so what's what? And we've got a lot of Campbell archived material here. What what are you hoping to put in there to to make it kind of shine? I guess we we want to make it a rotating exhibit. Okay. So so this is not an exhibit that'll have a level of permanence to it. So that way, every time you go in there, maybe there's something new, something different, something exotic uh, that you haven't seen before. Um, so we want to probably about every six months to rotate things in and out of that so we can show the best of the best from the archive. Okay. And now I, I've, I want to say I've been to a museum here on campus. If you go to Lundy Fetterman, um, <laughs> uh, that one also has stuffed polar bears and other wild game. I don't think you're going to move any of that in here, but... Um, 
why uh i guess that's not really the type of museum you're talking about here so but but uh, how is it different from that i guess yeah um that is designated as a museum um and it is uh, now kind of under the auspices of the library as of this year um mm. but this space would be more like a interactive opportunity i guess okay. is the best way to put it it would be something that changes and it would be something that you know kind of is available for rotating exhibits as she said but it would also be a place where students could just be right mm -hmm. it would right. also be a place where meetings could be held right you can imagine interviewing new faculty in a, a room that has you know cool stuff from history and they go oh that's interesting yeah. so that's yeah. what campbell's about so it's kind of a showcase opportunity rather than you know in this case a collection of someone's taxidermy. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, enough. I don't mean to. I, oh, you no. know, I, I have nothing negative. The, the Lundy Fetterman Museum is really interesting, <laughs> but it's not directly focused on Campbell itself. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's a little creepy. And this is <laughs> creepy. She said it. I, it, I didn't say it. <laughs> it. It almost serves not only as a a archival space where we can showcase what's going on in the archives, but it also serves a greater university purpose of being a place where, if you had people coming from off campus. Um, you could take them into that room and hold a meeting there and you get to show them the best of the best of Campbell University. Um, and so that makes this room indispensable. Okay. Absolutely. So it seems like over the last 10 years, we've had a lot of these types of showcases pop up. We started Founders Week. Um, we put in a plaque with the Boys Creek Academy location on campus. If you haven't seen that, it's right outside of the J.A. Campbell building. Uh, the Campbell statue went up in the last few years. And just some of the stuff we've been doing with our magazine um, to try to preserve Campbell history and highlight Campbell history. So why do you think with all of the new stuff going on around us, it's important to, to keep referring to and honoring that past? Like what makes that special? I think Campbell's changed a lot over the years, and I think in that change it didn't always establish traditions the way that a lot of other colleges have that have been here for a hundred years and we've always done this one thing on this one day. There's no old well at Campbell that there is at UNC yeah. or something like that that everybody has superstitions about or things like that. Yeah. But I think we can start to enshrine those things, and in this case we have an opportunity with respect to the people having only had five presidents who all served a really long time, you end up with a lot of individual stories involved as well. Um, you know, shepherding it from being essentially a prep school all mm -hmm. the way to a university with doctorates hasn't actually felt like that long of a process since it took the person of four people. So obviously things related to those presidential legacies would be there too. Um, but there's so much else to show as well. You know, you're right about the well, though, but we did have a well, and it was right in front of where of where the library is now, but they moved it, and right. and that's, that's what's over by the uh, freshman dorm now. So. I've been over there, yeah. yeah I, I think it is, maybe it is, what, like we were saying, we have changed a lot. Yeah. A lot of these other universities, the infrastructure is still very much the same, and ours is absolutely not. You know, we started, no. in, a, we started in a one-room church, and now we're right. a really, I think, thriving campus, building that student union, so... I think anytime we have a moment to celebrate ourselves and any opportunity we have to yeah. really showcase who we are is a good opportunity. You know, you can't have enough. Yeah. And a lot of what the library is doing with them, and, and I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a huge fan because I use it constantly, but the work you guys have done 
in archiving all everything yeah. digitally um, so from helpful. old newspapers to old yearbooks to you know magazines and everything like that it's uh it's important and it's really so much easier to find all this information now than it used to be that said i still have no idea why we're the camels <laughs> i searched <laughs> through so many camels. archives and so many documents but uh but no just I, the, so I, I think it's natural, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it Camel, rhymes. Camels. It's it, it's it's the same word with less letters. I mean, Are you talking I, about the camels? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we could do a whole podcast on that. It, we we I mean, make it like a true crime podcast because it was <laughs> it was a shrouded mystery and it was purposely shrouded. And now I'm losing my voice, and that's somebody telling me I need to hush right now. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we have other traditions. I, I, I think, like it. I think the yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say just for the sake of it, the camel thing absolutely is the real deal um i have a lot of friends from all over the country that you know i know through trivia stuff i don't think a single one of them knows anything about radford university or mm -hmm. you know other kind of universities that are in our area but they do know that campbell is the camels because that yeah. makes it on espn like it's multiple unusual. times a year we win every name bracket that fox sports does yeah. like it's 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 mm -hmm. a legit value proposition for the university which is pretty we cool do, we did do a podcast on well when we were first introducing gladys we did a podcast yeah. about mascots with uh, some folks from athletics and we had a good time comparing unusual mascots but i think we've taken them way off topic I'm here. Sorry. I'm <laughs> okay so we're, we're establishing campbell traditions we have um recently started a tradition where jay campbell statue mustache is good luck i really like that one and now, with your fundraising campaign, you guys are featuring another kind of historical, to me, it's like fascinating, like you said, a little exotic, and that's this clock. Can you tell us more about the clock? Uh, tell us about the hashtag Clock Strikes 12 and what you're fundraising for. Well, it turns out that when you're trying to win, raise $12,000 and a clock is involved, the slogan kind of comes naturally because the clock okay. has 12 hours. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to make the clock strike 12. That's what, that's what the goal is. This clock that we have was in the archives and it comes from d rich hall which has been around since forever right. um and it used to be in j.a campbell's office suite and it used to run the bells because we used to have bells yeah. um fewer people used to carry a, a watch with them at all times and and you know they had you know room shifting and only one classroom or two classrooms for a long time so it ran the bells in Deerich Hall. So was it, a, when Kate and I were reading this, we were thinking, well, how big was this? Was yeah. it like the size of like Grand a grandfather clock? clock? Was it, it? It's not as big. It's about four and a half feet tall. Okay. Um, was it, it hooked up to a it, system or something? It okay. hung on the right. wall and it had uh, lines that would connect it to all the different clocks across campus. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> and so it was the master clock for the university. And that was the time that mattered. No other time mattered but what the master clock said. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Well, what happened to this clock? Um, it basically got old. Um, mm -hmm. So it's all the components are there pretty much, but it mm -hmm. you know just sort of fell into disrepair sitting around because we didn't have you know a bell clock anymore. So it's not in working order, but it's the kind of thing that you can imagine showing up on Pawn Stars and they go, oh, that's an easy restoration. You know? yeah. So that's going to be very possible. But um, is that is the restoration part of this money that you're raising, though? Is that that's uh, correct. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is this part part of what is going to happen is people are going to restore the clock. Yeah, cool. yeah. absolutely. Uh, where does one take a clock to get it restored in Boise Creek, North Carolina? Uh, to Raleigh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Makes surprisingly sense. enough, there's a, a gentleman in Raleigh who he does this for a living, and um, and so he is taking on the mantle of, of taking a look at this clock and, and getting it 
back up to working mm-hmm. condition for yeah. us. Yeah, take it to a clock, man. It has an old um, nameplate or brand marker on it from International Business Machines Incorporated, oh, wow. which of course became IBM later, but wasn't called oh, that at the time. Oh, did not make that connection. So, okay. Yeah, it's actually pre it being called IBM by everyone. It's wow. that old. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And it was okay. J.A. Campbell's, first J.A. Campbell, so early 19th? The, the, the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Okay. So we've got his cool. clock, we've got his wife's um, chalkboard and bell. Oh, I haven't and seen that. that. Yeah. I've seen so the bell, I haven't seen the chalkboard. And then the clock will be actually in the university room when it's completed? It will be, and okay. it'll be fully on display in the university room. Uh, you'll be able to walk up on it, take a look at it, explore all the different things that are in the university room. But we, we want, it's not enough to preserve history. You have to make history accessible. So we want to make sure that this becomes just as much of a history of Campbell um, as the elephant that's on the yeah. first floor of the library. Yeah. Um, Which we, are... we were wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that could be its own podcast. It's <laughs> the history of, of okay. the, the elephant. So interesting. Yeah. You'll have to invite us back for that okay. one. We will. We can commit to that. Um, another way that you've been making history accessible, I know Alexia in particular perhaps, is you're in the process of putting together the time capsule that will be buried um, when the student union is dedicated. So yeah. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about what the process of making a time capsule is like? Oh my goodness, it is so much fun. Good. But then um, I'm an archivist by trade, so I enjoy doing these kind of things. Um, and so Sarah Swain from Advancement, she and I were visiting, and we said, you know, we want to do something. It's 2020. Uh, that's such an epic number. You know, everyone <laughs> says 2020 vision or, you know, sure. there's even the TV show because that's supposed to be something that means something and it's substantial. And so we, we don't want this year to pass that we don't mark on the students who are here in such a uh, outstanding year. Um, and then in connection with engineering, having their first graduating class of 2020, there's and then the new student center. We felt like there's so many things here that this is something that needs to be captured. Um, and so, uh, you know what you can do? You can go on the internet and buy a time capsule. <laughs> we looked at time capsules yeah. extensively and kind of dithered about what type we should use and how much, mm-hmm. I don't know, how much security and preservation it was going to take. To... Well, the librarians, you know, uh, this, this may sound covert, but we have these large networks where we communi- uh, communicate with each other and visit with each other about, you know, how to do this, how to do that. Um, I visited with my fellow archivist and I said, this is something we want to do. What do you recommend? And I received so many emails. I didn't, there's no way to read them all. Yeah. And so we, we set it up. It looks like a metal trash can. So it's not the prettiest, but the goal is to stick it in the ground with all this great information. Um, and so we're actually asking for people to submit things for the capsule, uh, we're asking uh, different classes, different departments on campus. We're asking for photographs, um, editions of local literary magazines or publications that the university is doing. Um, we want to place those all within the capsule. Um, so in 2070, uh, which you guys so may be around years. for, no. you know, 50 no. years, we'll uh, I'm, I'm still debating. <laughs> You know, I'm kind of, hmm, we'll see. (laughs) But um, we want the class of 2020 to come back in 2070 and to celebrate their time to be able to open the capsule up with the class of 2070. 
um, and together explore what it was like here on campus at that time. Definitely. Judging by how popular the 50-year reunions yeah. are at Campbell, well, I can just, absolutely just see real that quick, yeah. Just real quick, just real quick, fun questions, but like, I guess you can't plan to, to bury anything technological because there's no way any of that will will fit with whatever we have in 50 years. So like 50 years ago, we would have oh, dropped sure. in tapes and stuff, you know, I like, I mean, yeah. we can, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little more optimistic. Okay. Because like they'll look at a thumb drive kind of, and go, eh, yeah, well. <laughs> but, but think about what kind of recording technology we had 50 years ago. What were we recording on to? Yeah. LPs. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we now listening to again today? LPs. Okay. LPs. So you're saying iPods will come back in 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. That seems unlikely, but but I'm I am a um, just an optimist on the on the fact that we'll be able to to you know hold on to this digital data. We also are creating a locked file in our institutional repository that's online. Um, so this will have a password that'll be inside the time capsule. And so it'll constantly be updated and maintained with the university's digital collections. Um, and so if the device that we put into the time capsule, if for some reason, none of that is able to be retrieved, um, they'll have this password and they can unlock, um, this, this digital file. Is there anything non Campbell's like a, an iPhone 11 or, I mean, are there anything that, that, like pop culture or trendy things that define the current era or is it just all Campbell? I, I uh, currently don't have anything that's not Campbell related. But and I don't I'm know anybody who would donate to... their iPhone 11. For yeah. This yeah. Hey, if you want to <laughs> offer your iPhone 11, you know, we'll see what we can do. I may yeah. use it for a year or two. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> we would love to have maybe like a, I don't know if People Magazine is a thing for uh, what do the young hip kids like? But, You're you know. asking the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what they do like is cookout. Yeah. I think you should yeah. get a cookout menu. It would be great to put, like you know, we need pieces of who they are on and off campus okay. in the capsule. Um, and so I'm hoping they do those kind of things. They bring yeah. us menus from cookout. Uh, nothing that touched food. No. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> Well, just, you know. Yeah, we don't want that. It's going to be underground. So, and uh, it's actually quite remarkable. They're going to have to dig a hole that is uh, five feet deep um, because you can't just set it right in shallow soil. You got to get it below the freeze line. And then you have to put enough cushion in there that if students are going to walk on top of this thing, um, that the the machine, the the time capsule itself isn't damaged. Okay. Um, and, and so when, it's going way down. And I'm sorry if you said this, but where on campus is it going to be buried? It's going to be buried in front of the student center. Right. Uh, we actually have a bronze plaque that is in the process of being made that'll lay down on top of it. Um, and it'll be immersed into the, the brick sidewalk. So for mm. the next 50 years, we'll all walk over this. Cool. Um, and it's just going to be hanging out waiting until it's time to open. So at the end of this show, we're going to uh, share how people can donate to these um, efforts, at, uh, in particular the uh, the university room. But we'll save that to the end. And uh, um, wanted to jump real quick to another big event that the library has coming up, and that's your annual academic symposium. Um, I know it's been going on since I've been here, at least eight years, I guess. I don't know how long it, it was before that, or if maybe I'm just remembering wrong. But, but I do know um, every year I cover this, and I sit in on some of these sessions, uh, you're seeing the brightest of what Campbell has to offer. And, and for the most part, these presentations are 
fascinating and, uh, and I don't mean to say for the most part I might delete that <laughs> no but these, these presentations are, are very well done and took a lot of work to do and I know there's a lot of collaboration with our professors so um, tell us uh, tell us about this year's symposium is it any different from years past or uh, um, is there anything that you see coming up that uh, that you, we should be on the lookout for research wise well this is definitely number 10 so oh, I'm, I'm right on the yeah um, okay. and as always, pretty much every new discipline on campus eases their way into it, right? Yeah. This year we, we have our first graduating engineering class. I think last year or the year before we had our first engineering presentations. Right. So mm -hmm. this year we have more engineering presentations hey. than we ever have before, including somebody who did something on yo-yo resistance, right? We have all different kinds of research, though. It's from all across campus. It's something like 24 different disciplines and or majors that are represented um, and there's about 115 different presentations. Um, there's 10 virtual presentations, too, yeah. which is the most we've ever had. And that, yeah, I was yeah, going to say that's, that's going up, too. students from distance yeah. learning. That's mm -hmm. the students yeah. from, you know, um, AOE. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the acronym, <laughs> the acronym vanished from my mind for a moment. That's Sorry great. about that. I'm glad that program's going. <laughs> yeah. So these symposiums, though, not only are they... Uh, these are important, very important, obviously, but, but not only are they showing their research but this this has to be incredibly valuable to them to get up in front of people and to be judged and to take critique and um so what do they get out of this aside from what they learned in their research yeah i mean i think it's an opportunity to share with campus um there's pretty much always an audience because there's connections credit and people's parents come sometimes yeah. and their friends come to support them and things like that I think there's a level of professionalism that they're, you know, kind of aspiring to. So people who are going to grad school can say, you know, I've done a presentation before when they do go to their first conference or when they have to give a presentation at a job interview, which mm -hmm. lots of people have to do now, especially in academia. So, yeah, I think there's lots of different experiences people get out of it. But it's also just really a day for sharing. Um, you have to get nominated by a professor. So it's already, you know, pretty high bar that's mm -hmm. being set for admission to the symposium so from there um you know the competition aspect of it we is is totally true and totally real and there are awards and things like that but you know it's really just emphasizing that this is a, a feather in the cap you know you got nominated mm -hmm. for the symposium um you're some of the best undergraduate work that was done or graduate work that was done yeah and and when is uh this next symposium and uh, how can we find out more it is march 18th and the, the, the website is uh, library.campbell.edu slash symposium2020, or just click the symposium link on the homepage. Um, yeah, the schedule uh, presentations will be coming out soon. Everybody can see all the different Great. fun stuff that's coming. Um, I'm working on finalizing that this week. So And it'll be online. It will be online fully. Mm -hmm. uh, we're using Skedge this year, or Sked. I never know how to pronounce that app. It ends with a yeah. D, but... They say sketch, so I guess that's what we're doing. Um, and, you, you know, you'll be able to, like, download an app and follow that way if you want to or just use the online version. Um, you know, you could log in and make yourself a little plan for the day or whatever okay. if you want to do that. And will the yo-yo presentation have yo-yo uh, yo -yo, uh, yo -yo, um, displays? Oh, I hope It's so. a poster. <laughs> Oh no! So the no. <laughs> but but that means the opportunity is there. Yeah. yeah. But I cannot Bigger speak audience. for the presenters. I can only speak for the words I read in the title. Okay. I met the gentleman who brought the prop last year. Yeah. And they had sliced a propeller in half. They brought it so you could take a look yeah. at it. That was a lot of fun. 
I mean, engineering is physical, so yeah. here's yeah. hoping. I guess that's the best yeah. I can say. Well, we'll be there. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, but, I w- but before we end, I wanted to, uh, for people who want to um, give toward the university room, uh, tell us how we can do that. Sure. The link for that is uh, campaign.campbell.edu slash crowdfunding, and from there you can find the link. You can also visit the library. Uh, it's Campbell underscore L-I-B on both Instagram and Twitter. And it's Campbell University Libraries on Facebook. So there's a lot, And we have made a lot of posts during this crowdfunding campaign. And we will include all that information in the in our podcast post for this, too, as well. So yeah. It also ends on Symposium Day, so it's oh, easy perfect. to remember nice. Symposium Day, which is March 18th, 2020. So you still have about three weeks. And is there a cutoff for time capsule? The, the time capsule cutoff is April 3rd for okay. submission. Um, that gives us time to, uh, we're actually digitizing everything that goes in. So we have images of everything before. Just in um, case. Just in case. <laughs> Um, and then we also uh, want to make sure that we take great care when we put everything in. And it has okay. to have three days for the sealant to work. So April 3rd is that day. Um, it'll actually be at the groundbreaking of the Student Center. So April, I believe that's April 22nd mm-hmm. um, at that event. Um, they will actually go ahead and, okay. and put it into the ground. Okay. Steve Bonneman, Dean Alexia Riggs, thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck on all of this. And uh, yeah, you said it earlier. We'll have you back on. <laughs> <Okay>. Soon. <laughs> One of these days. Thank you so much. Thank you.